Thank you for listening. We worship at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue Overland, Missouri 63114. Times of worship, 8.30 on Sunday, Bible study 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. All are welcome and thank you for considering us as your place of worship. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into this world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Amen. 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 Uh, Sister Jackie, can you give us a prayer today? I know I didn't tell you earlier. Okay. All right. Amen. Father, what a joyous day we have today, Lord, just to come before you, Lord, just to gather in your name, Lord. We just thank you for allowing us to come here, Lord, over the week, Lord. We thank you that you have kept us, Father God. We just thank you for your glory, Lord, that you bestow upon us, your grace that you give us every day, Lord. Your word says your grace is renewed every day. So, Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you that you have kept us, Father God. And we just ask you, Lord, that as we begin this service, that the word will come forth, that it will be a strong word, Lord, to penetrate the hearts, Lord, and just that we can keep it on our mind, the word that's coming forth today. Let it so richly bless us, Lord, that we can go out, Lord, and live your word and walk your word, Lord. That's what we need to do, Father God. We're just asking that you will bless us. Lord, that we will remember your word to bring it up, Lord, so we can just give it to someone else, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you so much for what's going to happen here today, Lord. And we just praise your name because you are so worthy to be praised, Lord. And we just thank you for each and every opportunity that we have to give your name glory, Lord, because you are so worthy of that praise. And Lord, we just thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord. And the church just said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Now this is what I call, it's time to get our minds regulated and our hearts stirred up. This is the time I like, one of the times I like best in our church where uh, Minister K comes up and gets our blood boiling and cooking. And amen. We got some good words from Brother Steve. We had a great prayer from Sister Jackie. But now we going to get it, the ball rolling. We gonna, as they say, we're going to get the party started. Amen. Amen. Come on, Minister K. Let's go. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Let's get this part stirred up because you know what? Sometimes we need to get the blood flowing some kind of way. And, you know, in spite of the things that we go through in a week's time, you know, sometimes it's, we got to 
just get stirred up some kind of way because, you know, we serve a mighty God. And if we trust God and, and we say, Lord, we trust you, guess what? We can get this blood flowing on today because we want to praise him. We want to worship him. We want to honor him. We want to give him what he deserves best from us because he sent his son to die on the cross for us to take upon all our sins. So we're going to give him some praise on today. I don't know how you're feeling. I really don't care. I serve a mighty God and we're going to share with him today. We're going to give him what he deserves. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. We're going to honor him on today. So whatever you got stewing in your pot, say, well, go ahead on the simmer for a minute because I got something to do. I want to praise a mighty God that has seen me through. I want to praise a mighty God that got something better for me. I want to praise a mighty God that in spite of what I got going on right here, he going to get me through. I just want to praise him. I want to worship. I said, I don't care, Lord. I don't care. You say your name is better than any name that we can call upon. And that's Jesus. Jesus has done a mighty thing for us. Jesus. So I don't know why you're worried about this little sin thing that might be popping up in your life. He said he died for all sin. Yay. He died for all that mess that you have done in your past, your present, and whatever that may come about in your future. So don't focus on that. He said focus on him. Yay. Seek first the kingdom of Christ, uh-huh. of God. And everything else will be added. Man, that thing been in my head like popcorn on a stove. Just pop, 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 pop. <laughs> if you start seeking the kingdom of God, all this mess that you're going through, guess what? He said he'll take care of it. put a little butter on it. You can eat it up later. But I tell you, there's one good thing about serving the Lord. You learn how to grow. You learn how to mature in this thing. You learn how to let go and let God. Amen. You learn how to move forward in spite of. You learn. You learn. Listen to what I'm saying, y'all. You learn more and more every day. That's why he says, stay in my word. He says, seek me in the times of your troubles. Don't let troubles take you down now. And I'm talking to myself, too. Because I love when I talk to myself. and I can share the stuff that he's talking to me about. He's talking to you too. All in a different way, but the same way. Hallelujah. God is still the same God. Yeah. Ain't number one God we serve. Right. Hallelujah. I just thank Amen. him on today because I just want y'all to know, just stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the word of God. Amen. Just keep on holding on because yeah. ain't nothing too hard for him. That's what it said in his word. That's he right. said he promised never to leave us or forsake us. He said, wherever you go, I'm with you. See, sometimes we forget he's right with us. But see, that's what we need to remember. He's with us at all times. I don't care what you're doing. He with you. He with you. That's what he's saying. Yes, Lord. Yes. So you need yes. to start believing. Lord, I know you're with me. I know you're not going to leave me or forsake me. Lord, I know what I'm going through right now. I know you're going to get me through. Because yes. you said I have the victory. Yes. So we need to start remembering we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. His blood, just keep remembering his blood he shed for us. He shed his blood for us. Jesus. He is so good, y'all. He is so good. I, I can, you know, Pastor Mayer made me sit down today because there's one good thing I can say about the Lord. He's definitely on my side. He on my side. Now, I don't know if y'all know that, but I know he on my side. And start remembering that. He said he with you. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Just remember he with you. Yeah. See, we can keep that on our forefront. Jesus, I know you with me. Mm-hmm. I know you said you said you sent back the Holy Spirit that resides in me. Yeah. In me. So that I can move the way you want me to move. On, See, sometimes we want to move the way we want to move. Uh-huh. I ain't trying to preach today, but hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for giving me the voice to talk. I thank you, Lord, for giving me the, the hands to move, to praise you, the feet to move in your word. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm so full of joy this morning, y'all. Hey, I don't know about y'all, but I come here to praise the Lord. I came here to give him what he deserves the best. I came to give him the praise, the honor, the worship, everything I got within me. 
nothing without him. Right, and neither can you. Praise right. God, man. It'll be a blessing to you on today. Because if you're moving with Jesus, everybody else got to move out the way.
These are two bottles of water. One represents the gospel of grace. It's pure. It's refreshing. If I continue to drink this, I will be inspired, encouraged, rewarded, uplifted, edified. I'll grow into maturity. But this is a bottle of water also. <laughs> it's refreshing. It tastes good. But if I drink this, when I read the label, it has contaminants in it. Follow me. This is pure. This is contaminated. But I can drink from both. But if I continue over the years of my life to only drink this, it will kill me from the inside out. I can drink this all the days of my life and it will cleanse me. It will purify me. It will help me stay young. But this tastes so I almost want to take a drink of it right now. Stacy say, you are going to drink that eventually. You better believe it. But I want you to see what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the warning today. Open up your Bibles to Galatians. And just hold it chapter 5 while I go over something with you. Uh, are you following me? Galatians 1, 5 through 8 tells us that Paul is writing back to them, asking them, telling them a, a, a warning. He said, look, there is no other gospel. Anything else, let that, anytime somebody preaches another gospel other than the gospel of grace, let them be accursed. He's trying to, he's trying to understand that he spent all that time with them. And now they are going away from the gospel that saved them. And I, and I thought about this, saints, inside the church and the body of Christ. We get a gospel of grace and something happens where we go from the pure gospel to a contaminated one. Which is no gospel at all because this is not that. It may come from that. But this is not that. If I take a cap full of this and put it into that, it's contaminated. Mm. Mm. That's right. Mm. That's true. That's right. See, a lot of us have been contaminated mm. by another gospel, mm. which is not a gospel at all. Mm. In chapter 2, Paul warns them and tells them of his experience. With Peter at the barbecue. <laughs> and the Judaizers coming in trying to influence them with not the gospel of grace, but on top of the gospel. You know, when the religious people show up, we kind of show out. Mm -hmm. We remember back in Acts where Peter did not believe that the gospel that Jesus left was for the Gentiles. So Jesus had to send him to Cornelius to show him that the same gospel that gave them, the Holy Spirit came on them, yes. the Holy Spirit came on, on the, the uh, came on the centurion. Yes, yes, yes. So Peter had to learn, but Paul was given the gospel of grace. Mm -hmm. See, that makes us in good company. We can go from that to this. Mm -hmm. But we can't let this contaminate that. Y'all following me? Yes, yes. So we got a promise of identity. We're identified in Christ Jesus. Uh, free to go read Galatians 4 6, 4, 6 and 4 7. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So, so you. Because you accepted this, it makes you a son and daughter of God. That's your identity. That's your identity. That's the promise. If you accept the grace of the gospel of God, 
the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and all that it entails, promised sonship, promised heirship, and the promised Holy Spirit. We always say what God has for you, he has for you. That's right. But I'll put a caveat to that. Because <laughs> unless you drink this, you ain't got that. <laughs> See, God has it for you. But you still got to get it. And after you get this, there's some growing to do so you can get more. Some of you are still going through the wilderness of your life when you should be on the other side of the Red Sea. Wow. Because what you've done is you got saved on this and you just won't go back to this. In chapter 5, it talked about going back to what we were enslaved to or going back to gods that aren't gods. And we want to go back to them because you know what? In our flesh, we are comfortable here versus the responsibility of living here. So you don't have to commit to be poisoned. You don't have to commit to be contaminated because you were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. You came out contaminated. No relationship with God. No matter how relative good you are. And that's another issue. We got people that's so good they don't need Jesus. So they think. And then you got people that are so bad they don't believe Jesus died for them. But whether you one or the other, you still need this. We didn't drink enough of this. We're born drinking that. Minister said it's a deception. This is where you get spiritual sugar diabetes. And one of the uh, symptoms of diabetes is your eyes get bad. Your spiritual eyes get bad. Because all you want to do is put scriptures out to give you sugar. And no salt. You ain't trying to balance it out. You anointed and appointed and God want to bless you. Yeah, but God wants your soul saved. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It says he don't mind you prospering, but he wants your soul to prosper. Amen. He said, as your soul prospers. Amen. So really your soul getting saved is first because he said, check this out. God didn't really work with me. He said, he said the soul pastor, he said the soul that sinned shall die, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. Thank God I'm blessed to be able to ponder all this stuff. <laughs> I am blessed. So, I said, well, why would he just say the soul died? You know why he said that, Pastor? Because your flesh has already died from day one. The soul is not meant to die. The soul is meant to live because he gave you that. You were born out of dust, but you had the breath of life breathed into you. By God, you became a living soul. But it's the soul of man that contaminated the flesh of man. Jesus, y'all will get this. When he sinned, he sinned from his soul, which was manifested in his flesh. There was a time when the relationship with God was with God and his his spirit ruled him and the spirit controlled the flesh. Once he sinned, the flesh took over the spirit. And we've been living under that curse since Adam. So then we got the law. But the Bible says the law was weak to flesh because it could never save the flesh. It was never meant to save the flesh. It was only supposed to show how sinful man was. And it did a good job of that. But the problem was, because we're sinful flesh, we're thinking that some laws can save us. The law was weak to the flesh because the law can never control the flesh. We read in Judges, everyone did what is right in his own eyes. 300 years of Roller coaster relationship with God. 
God partnering and winking and, and bringing in leaders to show you, but even the leaders themselves are corrupt. Where was the priest during the judge time? Nowhere to be found. Even when he elected priests, we read in 1 Samuel about Eli's sons. The man of God, chosen by God from the house of Aaron and his sons are corrupt because he didn't take care of business. He would not lay that rod to that behind. In church, we got too much sugar, not enough rod. Too many olive branches and not that old hickory stick. You don't need you don't need nothing to the gospel. You just need the gospel. The gospel is what strengthens us. The gospel is what saves us, and the gospel is what matures us. Because you spend the rest of your life trying to unpack what the gospel has done for you. When Karen is see, what I can see Karen maturing because she's starting to get what I'm telling her. What I'm trying to teach all of us. Is that all you need is in the gospel. Amen. The Bible says that we are complete. Why are we complete? Because he said so. So when somebody asks you why should you get in heaven, you just got one answer. Because he said so. I'm responding to what he did. He loved me first. So I love. He blessed me first. So I can be a blessing. I'm trying to take y'all, I'm trying to set y'all free from religion. Come on. I'm going to read Galatians 5 and 1. Go to Galatians 5 and 1. There's no substitute. And the, and the name of this sermon is Eat the Flatbread. <laughs> Eat the Flatbread. Drink the pure water. I'm leaving this up there so y'all can see what I'm talking about. For freedom, for, sorry. for freedom, Christ has what? Set us free. Stand firm, therefore. And what? Do not what? Submit to what? Again, to what? To a yoke of slavery or bondage. Christ has died to set us free for the sake of being free. So therefore, we need to stand and not submit, that means an act of the will, to a yoke of slavery. So in chapter 2, Paul gives his experience with the gospel. And then in chapter 3 and 4, he gives, he gives, he gives, the, he, chapter 2, 3, and 4, his experience, then, the, then Abraham's experience, and then their experience. Abraham's experience was about the free woman and the bond woman. The promised woman, the promised seed, the seed of faith. We are children of faith. We are not children of flesh. Abraham is our father because we follow him by what? Faith. And all those who follow Abraham are children of faith. Whether you are a biological seed or not. The biological seed was promised to Abraham that the Savior would come through his lineage. But all that believe in the Savior that will come through shall be saved. It made no difference how much time it took because the problem was, in time, he got impatient. In time, his wife got impatient. So we're going to help God along with this. Go ahead and drink some of this and you can have a son. But there's only one problem. The law at that time said, even if I was the master and I had children by the bond slave, that child would still be a what? Slave. So it's a child of the flesh, which is the law. It is not a child of the promise. This is what he wanted. But this is what he had. I'm trying to go somewhere. Come on, let's go. Galatians chapter 5, start at verse 4 through 9. Read. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Mm -hmm. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Stop. So when you go back to the law, 
you sever yourself from the faith. Well, you say, well, am I, am I not saved anymore? No, you're still saved, but you won't get the benefits of the purity. You'll start taking on the attributes of the contaminant. And what happens is, you stop desiring this and want more of that. Which takes you away, severs you, tears you apart, violently invades you, corrupts you from the grace of God. Not the salvific grace, but the sanctifying grace. The grace where the word would penetrate you of truth and guide you into the purity of life. And those of us who are not severed, there's another promise. This is the only prophetic part of, the, of Galatians. He tells us, in the, in, read the fifth verse again. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Who's the hope of righteousness? Jesus. Jesus. So for those of us who are staying here, our hope is to come. For those of those who are continuing to mix this with that, they only focused on the flesh. They have no hope. Pastors, can I be saved and have no hope? Yeah, and keep drinking this. But I haven't really got to what this contaminant is. It's called leaven. Six through nine, read. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Stole! Y'all missed that. That flew off y'all head. <laughs> this don't count for anything. Right. Only faith working through love. Well, Pastor, what are we supposed to do? Work our faith through love? Well, Pastor, I want to grow up in God. Work your faith through love. I want to know more about God. Work your faith through love, saints. Quit trying to be so mystical. It's a magical. It's too simple for you to miss it, but you miss it because you got too much of this in you. You were like the Galatians. You want the new and shiny thing. You're going to hear it later. An adulterous generation seeks for a sign. Why are you worried about signs, wonders, and miracles? We just said, that's what the non-believers do. That's what the adulterous generation do. Because they always want to see something before they believe something. So they can't hear God because they're too busy looking for God. God is up. Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit is in here. What you looking for? Come on, Come on, Come on. Are you working your faith through love? Y'all need to put that in parentheses. So when somebody comes to you with a prophetic word, ask them this. What if I just work my faith in love? Am I going to be okay? <laughs> if I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit just told us to do, our, our promise is coming until it comes. We're going to work our faith in love. Amen. I'm excited about this word. Amen. All right. Amen. I pondered and pondered and God just opened and opened. Because again, you got to get out of Egypt, saints. Amen. You got to get out of your Egypt type thinking. You got to get into a level of maturity where God can give you more life. He wants to give you wisdom. He said, ask for it and give it to you. But you got to understand, getting the godly wisdom comes with a godly cost on your part. You have to be committed, accountable, and responsible to the word. Come on. Come on. To receive the benefits, advantages, and the rewards. It's really that simple. Exercising your faith through what? Love. I can sit down now. Because you can ponder that for the rest of your life. Keep reading. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Saints. <laughs> We just watched the Olympics. You was running well. You running fast. You running long. You running strong. You had a fire in you that nobody could put out. Who hindered you? Did 
Did you end up in a church that got you by grace and then had to convert you to law? Did you end up at a church that told you even though you got a gift, you have to let me develop the gift in you versus supporting you in your gift? Did you come to a church after you were saved by grace through faith, which is not of your own, which is a free gift from God from the pits of hell, then you got into the religion of hell? Who hindered you? There's three hindrances in the church. And today we're going to talk about the leaven of the church. Say legalism. Legalism. Liberalism. Liberalism. License election. Mm. He said a little leaven leavens the whole lump, didn't he? Go to 5.13, read that. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So we work our love through faith and we serve each other through love and faith. Mm -hmm. But we're free. We're called to that. Verse 1 says, he died for that. So you were called to freedom. But when you're running, remember that somebody always wants to trip you up. They're either a legalist, a liberalist, or a licensed elected official. So this is what Paul warned us about, right? This is what Paul warned us about. The leaven that leavens the whole lump. Go to Exodus. Let's think about this leaven. Let's see where this leaven first started. Go to Exodus. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Just read verse 12, 15. Exodus 12, I'm sorry. Verse 15, read that. Make sure you read live. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Now this is a feast on the tail end of the Passover feast. Okay? So seven days you shall what? Eat unleavened bread. That means no bread with no contaminants in it. Nothing to make it rise. What is leaven? Leaven is, is yeast that's put in the bread to make it rise. What is leaven? It is, is sin that makes the flesh rise. Legalism, rise. Liberalism, rise. License election, rise inside the body of Christ. Seven days. Now you got to remember, this is a type or shadow. We don't have to do this because Jesus did it for us. He is our bread. That's unleavened and unstained and uncorrupted. Come on. We eat from his table, his word, his way, because he loved us. And we exercise that faith. Go ahead. Two Duke start over 215 again. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. So back then, if you got caught eating leaven, you ate some sourdough or some wonder bread versus the flat bread. You ate some wheat bread. You ate some white bread. You ate bread that was puffed up. Then you were put out of the camp. You were separated from the grace of God. Did we just read that? Right. In Galatians? So I'm going to give you the reference point where Paul is pulling it from. He said, now I'm explaining to you about this leaven. But there's a better person explaining this leaven than Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a better person. Go to Mark 16, 6. I mean, Matthew. I'm sorry, Matthew 16, 6. Beware. This is the warning. I'm trying to warn y'all. You know you sons and daughters of God, so it's my job to warn us. Yeah. You didn't say, say, see, I said y'all, but then I changed it to us. Come on. Because there's leaven out there that want to trip me up too. Yeah. There's a legalist, a liberalist, or a licensed elected official that want to trip me up. Mm -hmm. Don't want me living with the pureness. They want me living in the sugar. Mm -hmm. They want me listening to them because they haven't been in it a long time. As this is a union job. See, union job make this stuff. <laughs> Come on. None against unions. I love unions. 
You ain't gonna make this. God make this. Amen. Huh? Yeah, it's Bible, but it's water. God made water. Go, 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 go back to the Genesis account. God made water. Man corrupted water. We drink more corruption than we do with a pure. Come on. Help us, Holy Spirit. Lead us to Jesus. Go ahead, read. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So now we got two people on stage. Now this is Jesus talking. So this ain't Pastor Sutton. Paul and the unction of the Holy Spirit said, Beware of the leaven, right? Yeah. Then we got Jesus saying, Who to be beware of? The who? The leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. We're not done yet. That's two. Say two. 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 Go to Mark chapter 8, verses 11 through. Start at verse 11. Keep reading. Now, if this is the same account, I just went to the, the buddy in on the Matthew side, but Mark will give us a little detail about what he said and how Mark recorded it. Go ahead. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. See, you want a sign to test the messenger. Pastor Gath, I want to jump off this podium. You want a sign. Go ahead. You want a sign to test whether. The message that I preach is the word of God, and I'm reading from the word of God. You want to come in a, you want to get in a line and get a prophetic word that don't even line up with the word of God. To test whether I am a man of God. I am chosen by God because all I want to give you is God's word. What did he tell Peter? Feed my sheep. You can't feed nothing better than the word of God. Because it is the bread of life. Amen. Any the substitute won't do. None of this, all of that. You can't, you can't mix them. Right. So now we got to be aware of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees are the legalists. They believe that strict rule of the law, but they couldn't follow themselves. The Sadducees were the liberalists. They picked and choose. The scriptures they liked, the scriptures they didn't like. What they said was, there's no resurrection. And if there's no resurrection, there's no salvation. If there's no salvation, then there was the point for Jesus. But we'll obey what we see benefits us. But you know, like when the preachers I know that do that, just be happy. Don't hurt nobody's feelings. Go on about your business. The Lord didn't say adulterous fornicators and the family will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Did he really say that? Uh -oh. mm. Is that in his heart? Mm. Uh. That's not the heart of God. Come on. Jesus. Mm -mm. Did the Bible say a bishop and an overseer had to be a husband of one wife? Yes. No, that's not God's heart today. But then you'll say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see how liberalism mess you up? I watch friends of mine put scriptures out there, but I notice they only put the happy ones out. They never put the ones that convict them of their own sin. They only put the ones that see you to the moon, but don't keep your feet on the earth. You ain't up there yet. You still got to work on that. You got to submit to the Holy Spirit. I don't care how sentimental you are about your opinions and the way you live your life. That's your life, right? But if it don't line up with the Word of God, and you're practicing on a regular basis, sin. Right. Practicing on a regular basis. Say regular. Regular. Basis. basis sin. 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 You're not saved. You're not saved. You're not saved. I don't care who you are. That's right. I'm trying to get this. Right. I, I need to drink of that right now. <laughs> but I'm tempted to drink some of that. That's the legend of liberalism. Ooh, it good. It's nice and cold, too. But I don't want to mix this and that. Go ahead, keep reading. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And the, when the Norman said adulterous generation, mm -hmm. 
No sign will be given to this generation. Why we change this man for our generation? You got more word than they had. You don't need a sign. You need some word. Oh, let me let me rephrase that. You don't need some sign. You need some word of truth. Because a lot of y'all getting word. But you ain't getting truth. Some of y'all think that devotion is Bible study. It's not. It's devotion. That's why I call it devotion. Just because you read the daily bread, that's not studying the word of God. All right. I'm not saying it's not good, but it's not as good as this. Because what you do is read somebody else's label. Y'all should be following the, what the Bible say. Some of y'all been in this in so long, y'all should be teachers by now. Right. Your question asks, why ain't the teaching I've been in church all my life? Okay. Then ask yourself that. Be honest with yourself. And then be ready for the honest answer. You stayed in Egypt too long. You stay in the wilderness too long. You keep looking for signs, wonders, and miracles. <laughs> versus word, word, and word. Because word requires study. Word requires commitment. Word requires accountability. Word requires responsibility. And you wonder why I'm blessed? Because I study the word of God because that's what he's called me to do. Now, I'm not telling you you need to study like I do. But I'm telling you, there should be some understanding of the word of God because you're the children of God. How can you understand what he's saying when you ain't read his word? As, as, as the great Sherlock Holmes say, this is elementary, Watson. <laughs> Keep reading. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. They forgotten to bring the bread. I paid, paid his attention. He just warned them about being aware. Be beware of who? Pharisees and who else? Okay, keep going. And he cautioned them, saying, "Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod." So now we got a third party involved, a double dose of the first party, but a third party involved called the leaven of who? Herod. Herod is the license elected. Herod was the king of the Jews that were elected by Caesar. Herod was not an actual blood Jew. He was an Arab. He was a child of Ishmael. What the, what the Bible say about the children of Ishmael? They're going to call the nation of Israel problems all the days of their life. Herod was an appointed king. He was not the anointed king. Me and one of them, the great ministers had discussions about licenses, didn't we? Yes. Some of y'all got licenses. Everybody got a driver's license room. Just raise your finger for a second. Okay. Now check this out. If the police pull you over, which is the governing body, and you're speeding, and he says, Show me your license. When you take out your license, the license tells him one thing. That you pass the test to be proficient to drive this vehicle. Right. Your license is your identification of your proficiency to operate that vehicle. And if you want to go up, you get a C license. If you want to go up, you get, a, you get the big license where you can do 18-wheelers. But that license it identifies your proficiency. Right. Too many times in churches, I'm going there. Okay, okay, right, right. You got a license, but you ain't proficient. Some of you need to take your license and hand it back and say, you know what? I appreciate what you did, but I'm still on training wheels. It shouldn't be a situation where people look at you for a little while and blow on you and throw one on you and say, here's a license. Because a licensed minister is a, has a loaded gun at that point for the people who who want to want to recognize the license, they believe you got a proficiency that you don't have. You don't need a license to be a child of God. You don't need a license to be a, a, a lay preacher of God. You don't need a license to do anything in God. But you need a license if you want to show that you're proficient. Right. Amen. Amen. Now who's the license for a man? That's right. Come on, Don. Paul, 
Paul gave Peter, Paul gave Timothy a license. He took what he said and said, now go, go present this to the Ephesians church and you're going to be passing the church. He had to go with Paul's approval. He had to sit under Paul for three, four years. The disciples had to sit under Jesus for three, four years before they became apostles. The modern day college system in America is based upon the system that God laid down to learn. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, all the Ivy League schools were seminaries first. Graduate men that will go out to this world and preach the word of God. Now, this is what I'm going to say too. Just because you got a license don't mean that you called to this. That's right. That's right. He said, beware of the letter of the license. Because what they want to do is show their license and their credentials and their title <laughs> to say, I can do this too. We grow into the title. The title will grow into us. That's right. Amen. That's how that works. And, and, and let, me, let me relieve some of you, you ladies, for real. Did Mary have a title? No. <laughs> Did Martha have a title? No. Did the woman with the alabaster box got a title? No. Does Rahab have a title? No. She's a hell of a Yeah, she had a title, all right. But this is what I'm trying to say. You don't need a title just like you don't need a license. That's right. You just need to continue to study. See, all that, all that people, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the elected, elected license needed to study. But because, because they were stuck in their, in their viewpoints on who was in charge, they became leaven to the church. <coughs> so when Paul preached his gospel of grace, they wanted, because the Judaizers, the, the lawgivers, said, oh yeah, you mean you got to be circumcised. So that tripped them up. Then the liberalists said, well yeah, not only do you have to be circumcised, but guess what? There is no resurrection. That tripped them up. And then come here and say, if you don't do what Rome says, we're going to come down on you. So you're going to get tripped up. You're going to get tripped up. You will get tripped up. Go keep going. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. Uh-huh. Now, why are they discussing about I had no bread? He just warned them of something that's very important. <laughs> Too much of this. They want more of this. Be careful. Listen to what I'm saying because while you're looking at this, I'm trying to tell you something that keeps you on this. Come on. Some of y'all sit there salivating like, Pastor, make me that soul at the church. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? He said, look, I just told you something monumental that will help you, something you need to ponder over, and you still worry about your stomach. You still worried about what you're going to put in your stomach after I have already shown you that that's no problem for me. So why are you still in Egypt and not crossed over? Why are you still with Moses and I gave you Joshua? Why are you still following religious rituals believe they pleasing God versus following the power of the Holy Spirit through his word? Because you want to be mystical and magical and impress people. What's that, what's that book called? Make Friends and Impress People? Something like that? Yeah, you, you want to do that. See, all of those want to impress you. They want, we read in Galatians chapter 5, that they want to put you out. Pretend like they want to bring you in, but they want to put you out so they can be the way you get back in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You already in. Mm -hmm. But you fall away from grace because you fail for this. Mm -hmm. Keep reading. Do you not yet perceive or understand? No. Nope. No, no, you don't. You don't understand. You have no understanding. You still focus on this. So let's just take this away. Do you not perceive? Do you not understand? Jesus warned them. Uh, Paul is warning them. Jesus warned them. And they still don't understand. Do you realize... And the more I read the Gospels, I realize they don't understand half the stuff Jesus trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. 
And it's only until the Holy Spirit came back. Why did he say the Holy Spirit's come back? To reveal Jesus. And all Jesus said to them. Then they understood. Sometimes they say they understood. You can tell their action didn't match what they said. And in church, you do the same thing. You say you understand, but your action don't match up to what you say. Right. Right. You're not necessarily being a hypocrite. You just think you're fooling somebody. If you don't know, you don't know. What's wrong with not knowing? That's what we're here for. Leaven contaminates. Legalism, liberalism, and elected license. Leaven contaminates. What leaven does is move you away from God. It moves you away from the grace of God. We read that. It helps you not understand and see the God, what God is doing in today's time. Leaven permeates you like cancer permeates you. The leaven of sin permeates you. The leaven of legalism permeates you and convicts you and convinces you that you still condemn. When the Bible tells us, for those of us in Christ Jesus, we're not condemned anymore. We get convicted and alter the course of our decision-making process through the power of the goodness of the gift of repentance. Romans 2 and 4. So in other words, from the goodness of God should lead us to the repentance. And if we're led to the repentance, then we are back in right relationship with God that we may go further. But without the repentance, see, the liberalism will say there's no reason to repent. I had some saints say to me, I repented once, I don't need to repent no more. And I'm talking about a woman in her mid-60s. Well, she gone on the glory, we, we gonna see. Huh. See, the, the, the sad part about this is you have to decide why you need a savior. And see, Levin tells you you need everybody but the Savior. Levin tells you that all you need is you. I, 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 I. I love God. I do this. I go to church. I, I serve. I do this. But where's Jesus in that? Come on. I love Jesus, and then I do. Okay, I get that. But the, but the issue is, do you love Jesus enough that you will work your faith out in love towards one another. The standard is how we treat each other. He said, you'll know you are my disciples by the way you what? Love each other. Love for God is sacrificial. It's never heavy. If this is a burden for you to come, you're coming for the wrong reason. If you don't love to come by now, there's nothing I can preach to make you want to come. Oh, come on, son. And the law don't work because you don't come no way. <laughs> so this, this leaven, and next week we're going to talk about the leaven in our minds. See, this is outside leaven. But we talk about the leaven in our minds. And once we deal with the leaven in our minds, we'll begin to deal with the, outside, the, the uh, inside leaven. But for now, we're just going to deal with the outside leaven. The leaven of legalism, liberalism, and the license selected. That's what we deal with. That's what Jesus told us to beware of. Each one of them causes us to stumble and not run well. In Galatians, they had that problem. Somebody coming in behind the gospel of grace and preaching another gospel, which is not a gospel, that makes people and them accursed. Don't listen to nobody who teaches you religion. Don't listen to nobody who teaches legal, legalism, liberalism, and because they got a title or a license. Where's their proficiency? Amen. Stealing sermons off the internet. Come on, God. You don't talk like that. You didn't study that. My apostle, uh, Bishop King, said this one time to me. He said, when a man steals another man's sermon without giving him recognition, he is, he is preaching excrement. You preaching what I regurgitated. You were preaching what he regurgitated. But the leaven is real. So again, you got a choice. Both are wet. Both are good. But there's only one that's good for you. Let's pray. Oh, grace Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless us and keep us as we get the leaven of legalism, liberalism, and elected license out of our life. Lord, protect us for your word is spirit and your word is truth. Lord, I just love you and I thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank all of you for listening around the world. 
And we always want you to encourage, blessing, and peace. But always remember what? Walk in truth. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you, consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed, and appreciated.